I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. Let's test the levels. 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 Yeah. Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Dynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, back with you after a extended hiatus. It's been a busy time for everybody, I think. Haven't gotten around to making one of these, but need to follow up on a promise, a promise made a long time ago, a promise made on a night with a broken glass table, glass shattered into a thousand pieces across the ground, a night... Um, of a hurricane or a tornado warning, watch something in the backyard, a night of love and luck that ended at Mountaineer Casino of all places. Yes, that's right, the draft. It's been almost the entire regular season. We got two weeks left, but we never talked about the draft. We never really fully digested what happened there that night, and I need to deliver on that promise. Every year since this league's inception, I come out and I give draft grades. Well, I want to do that, but I have had something different in mind. And you might be saying, you know, hey, this isn't really the time to do this. We've already seen how the year has played out. We know who is, you know, a good rookie pick. We know who's underperforming. But that's not what this is because I actually put this together immediately after the draft that week. I just never got around to recording it. So this is from that perspective, and maybe we can look at it and see how things have changed since. But the other thing that's changing is I'm not going to go pick by pick and give a grade anymore. Then there's a couple reasons for that. And then, you know, give kind of overall grades for a draft. Why I'm not going to do that is, number one, I hate to admit it, but I just think we're all getting better at this. You know, I always make my own rankings every year. One of my favorite things to do. This year, I had seven players in the top two tiers of picks in a dynasty league. Seven players that I thought, yeah, these are the no-doubters worth a first-round pick in dynasty. And they went top seven. Not in the exact order, but seven out of seven. Then I had tier three. Four players were left in that order. So that's 11 total players. It's like, okay, these really aren't first-round worthy picks, but they're they're good options, right? You can take them in the back half of the first round and feel okay about it. And guess what? They went off in order for the next three. The fourth didn't line up. And... Who do you think was in my top 11 that didn't end up getting drafted in the top 11? Can anybody put a finger on it? Yes. If you thought about it, you might have thought right. It was Devon H.A. So that was my mistake. If I had not screwed up, would have gone 11 for 11. My top 11 players were the top 11 players drafted. So I don't know if it's just the particular draft class we were in where, you know, there wasn't a ton of... I don't know, there wasn't pretty clear cut who the top prospects were, or if everyone's just getting better, or we're all moving towards a consensus kind of rankings um, for these rookie seasons. But what am I going to go do? Go down the list and say, oh, well, this is an A, this is an A, this is an A, this is like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because no one's having crazy picks in the first round. Then the second thing that's holding me back, oh, and one other thing, my top 20 players all went within the top 21. The only variance was Sam Howell was the only guy I think I had um, right outside the mark. I mean, he's the only guy I had ranked well below where he went. 
and it's not been a bad pick. It's not been a bad pick, but we'll get back to that. Um, so, I mean, for, for, for me to rank 20 players and have them go in the top 21 picks, it's just pointless. I agreed with most of what everyone took, and no one had any big reaches. The second problem is that there is so much movement in this league. It's impossible to say, oh, this guy had a great draft because of look at what all he did, right? When it's like, yeah, but other people have gone all in. They've traded those picks for players that have netted them a championship or got them to a championship appearance, which is tough to do. It's tough to do. It's even harder to do it twice. And it's it's damn near impossible to do it three times in the span of five years, but it's been done before once by one person. So, you know, the, that's all got to be considered. So instead, what I did was I ranked everybody's draft hall, not just rookies, what you got with your picks. So I'm ranking all of them. We're going to go one through 10. I decided, should I go, should I go up the ranks? I think it's more fun. You know, if I, if I started at 10, then, you know, that's whatever. If I start at one, you know, there will be a lot of suspense because I think as I keep going down, and your name hasn't been called yet. That creeping, sinking feeling that you fucked up, that I'm going to put you at the bottom, is just going to grow and grow and grow. So we're going to start at one, and we're going to go down from there. And so before I start this, like some some notice, notable first and second round picks that had been traded um, for some other results, we'll just confirm them now. So Nick gave up, <clears throat> excuse me, Nick Young, Gave up his first and second for Justin Herbert. That turned into Anthony Richardson and Sam Howell. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a, a horrible trade. I mean, I think that's actually a pretty good trade. You know, I don't think the circumstances of Nick's team uh, I, at the time, I didn't think it was going to work out. I don't think it has worked out. I think that's been proven. But that, in in and of itself, is not horrible. Now, of course, he is trailing to a top four pick at worst, potentially top two. Um, and it's going to be a pretty good class. So when you add that next layer, maybe it, it, it's it's still okay, but it's just going to see it's going to depend on who that is. Um, Bob gave up his first round pick in a deal that got him Dalvin Cook. Now he tried at the time to make a splash heading into the playoffs. It didn't really work. He didn't get that far, and that pick ended up being C.J. Stroud. So yeah, Bob's pretty good at quarterback, but I, yeah, I mean, come on, we all we would all like C.J. Stroud on our team. And his second round pick was in a deal for Garrett Wilson. That turned into uh, Zay Flowers, and he also threw in David Montgomery. And yeah, David Montgomery's been good this year, but you know, I think I think David Montgomery and Zay Flowers is a perfectly reasonable trade for Garrett Wilson. Hasn't worked out at the quarterback for him, but he's got the talent. It, it's got to win out eventually. And then lastly, you got Nikki. He gave up his first round pick in a deal that got him to Sean. Um, he also so that that he threw in Marquise Brown and that first round pick ended up being Charbonnet. I mean, yeah, at the time, if you need, um, you know, and I say this literally as I'm watching Thursday Night Football, and wow, that's crazy. As I was talking about this, Charbonnet just busted off like a 20-yard run um, right into first and goal. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think at the time before, you know, maybe we saw what Deshaun was going to be, or even after that season, heading into this season, if you had some optimism, he could bounce back, right? Charbonnet and Marquise Brown is not a massive overpay for a starting quarterback, right? The injury obviously doesn't help. Now, in the second-round pick, um, that was dealt for the deal that got him Diggs and Dalvin Cook off of Dave. Um, and so that second-round pick ended up being Laporta. Remember, he also threw Najee, Waddle, and uh, his 2024 second in there. So, I mean... Laporta, Najee Waddle, 2024 second for Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs. 
I mean, if you're going for it, that's not a bad trade either. So see, I'm, I'm factoring all these in because they're important, right? These guys didn't make picks, so I can't just say they had the worst draft because I have to think about what they got versus what they gave up. And so let's start at number one. We've already prefaced this enough. My number one, best draft, best draft night of the year for 2023 was one Nate Higgins. And this is, like I said, I did this the week after. I didn't know Stroud would be a superstar and in any redraft would be the easy slam dunk 101. This was just me going off my opinion at the time. And so, I, I mean, I wrote, let's, let's review. He got Bijan, he got Stroud, Michael Mayer, Will Levis, Josh Downs, and he got Lamar. And what did he give up for Lamar? Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, and his own 2024 first. I mean, that's really, really nothing. That's really nothing, to be quite honest, to get Lamar. That's bad on my part. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Lamar trade later. But I just looked at that. I said, okay, this is someone who is now actually competing, <clears throat> actually in the mix in their division, where, you know, last year it was, it ended up, I mean, he made the playoffs, but everybody knew going into it, okay, that's, that's one of the weaker teams to make the playoffs, right? Um, so, I just thought, wow, okay, he's getting automatic. <clears throat> he basically solved his quarterback dilemma. He's getting an automatic, you know, top five running back at worst with Bijan, at least in Dynasty, who he's not, hasn't exactly performed like that, but it's getting on track. Um, and Josh Downs, Will Levis, like the, Michael Merritt, like there was tons of upside there. So clear, number one in a way, I thought the best draft. And number two, Billy Erskine. He gets Quinton Johnson, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Roshan Johnson, Got Deontay, too, in the deal where he moved down and ended up um, and actually gave up a pick. I, I can't remember exactly. Um, now he did give up a first in the following year and what ended up being Hennon Hooker. But I, I just I loved it at the time because I thought, you know, we didn't know that QJ was going to be a huge bust. But I looked at that. I said, oh, my God, he literally got five flex starters out of this draft. I mean, obviously, QJ is not one. Um, but, you know, you think... And, and Roshan isn't always, but I thought he's got five options for a team that's going for it, for a team that at the time with Mahomes and Kirk, you're like, look, he's got enough of quarterback. Of course, Kirk got hurt, but I just said, that's the, that's the perfect kind of move. Those are the kind of risks. Um, the more I thought about it the, the following day, and you know, obviously I have the, the ample regret of hindsight now to say to myself, why did I take that first round pick from him? I should have just taken Addison and A-Chain who were next up on my board and then taken Tank and, and Kincaid, and that would have been a fine draft, and I'd be going for it. But I knew at that time, after I looked at my picks and after I, I saw that, you know, I made that move, I said, well, you know, you're really set up better for 2024 than 2023 now, which was not my intention going into the night, which is why I commend Billy so much, because he came in with the intention of, I'm competing, this is my year, and that's exactly what he got out of that draft without giving up too much capital. Uh, my number three best draft was Dave, you know, even though that, oh my God, Metcalf just scored again. I'm going to be sick. I had a chance at a buy in another league, and I'm facing him, of course. Um, anyway, <laughs> and we'll get into the implications of that in our standings momentarily. Um, my number three was Dave, who is the worst team in the league, but Dave got Gibbs. He, um, he, made a deal that got him Jared Goff. And that came to roost this year. The The picks that he gave to get Jared Goff included Jahan Dotson and Dalton Kincaid. I mean, for what Goff has provided, that's a slam dunk. That's an 
easy, easy. At the time, it wasn't clear that he would be a long-term starter. That's a slam-dunk easy trade for a starting quarterback. Um, and giving up Kincaid doesn't feel bad when he also drafted Laporta. Then he's got Chase Brown and Darnell Washington, not, not big. But I just thought to myself, okay, he didn't have he had a, he had one high pick, which was good. He almost gave that pick to Bob the prior year for James Cook, which would have been a disaster, a disaster to give Gibbs straight up for for James Cook. But I thought, okay, he got a reliable starting quarterback. He's got tight end of the future. He's got a top five running back. That's a great draft. Okay, my number four at the time, and I gotta say, top three. I mean, looking pretty good for me grading these right after. I swear you can you can you can check the stats. Um, Bob at number four, Mr. Robert Ballone. He drafted A Chain, Tajay Spears, Marvin Mims, Tank Dell. He gave up picks that gained him Dalvin Cook and Garrett Wilson, um, but he lost Stroud, Flowers, and David Montgomery. Now, of course, I might ding him a little now for losing Stroud after we've seen what he's become. But you look at that, you go, I mean, Dalvin Cook was a reliable starter when he got him. Garrett Wilson, tons of potential. And then what I liked about Bob's draft was just over and over taking the value constantly because he didn't have a first-round pick. He had seconds. He had thirds. Kept taking the value. Noticed that no one took A-chain. It was a mistake. I should have taken A-chain. But regardless, took him. Then he comes up in the third-round pick. All right, I'm taking best running back available, Spears. Has, it, we, has not materialized this year. In a weird decision, a terrible Titans team doesn't trade Derrick Henry when it seemed like they have partners. Maybe they weren't getting good offers. But there's potential there in the future. Um, We've seen the flashes from Marvin Mims already, and Tank Dell has just been a superstar um, with C.J. Stroud. So, and, you know, if he didn't do that deal for uh, Dalvin Cook, he'd he'd have that, that pairing, which would be really, really nice. But still, I thought it was a great draft, and now you look at it, he's in the one seed. Not the one seed. He's at the top of the division with a chance to secure a buy. And so I think this, this, not all those players elevated him there. Tank Dell is a starter for him, but A Chain got him some big weeks that put him up in the points department that enabled him to get there, right? I mean, we've seen it. I just lost a Dave by less than a point. And we've got a, we have three guys with six wins fighting for two spots right now. So maybe it was only, Three weeks that, you know, A-Chain so far has really gone off, but who knows what he's set to do in the playoffs. And those three weeks that one Bob weeks are critical for why he's getting a getting a, uh, a buy potentially. So, yeah, massive. He's my number four ranked draft. At number five, I had Devin Rambo, who got JSN, um, Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, and Hennon Hooker. Now, Devin has made a flurry of moves, so much so that I—, I actually had to write it out separate to do the net effect of what he gained and lost in this draft. Um, So let's touch on that now. So JSN was his own pick, but this is how he ended up with Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, and Hennon Hooker. Now, in these deals, he also gained Marquise Brown and Rondale Moore, but he gave up over the years Eckler back in 2021, Deshaun Watson, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, his 24th second, Dave's 24th third, and Jaden Reed. So uh, this is I, this is why, I didn't, even though I loved JSN, I loved Kendra Miller. So it 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 felt natural if that was if that had been my draft with my picks that I had made, right? I probably would have ranked myself 
I don't know, above Dave, I, I, I might have put myself top three and said, wow, I killed it. This is exactly what I wanted to do. But the reason I don't love it for Devin's team, and I put him at five, right in the middle, right average, um, is because of the losses, right? I mean, there was those the Eckler years that he gave up um, in a deal that did not net him that much, it really cost him, cost him potential shot at a championship, right? Um, wasn't a sell high moment. Like Deontay Johnson, reliable starter. You know, it's, I know the Pittsburgh offense hasn't been great, but a reliable starter. And I I think will be regardless if he's in Pittsburgh long-term, you know, Deshaun, he got a first round pick out of it, you know, but you know, it ended up being Zach Charbonnet and, and there is, there is hope there. There's, there's some, but you know, at the end of the day, talking about a running back in a committee. Um, so I just thought it's a lot to give up for the return. And that's why I put it five, even though I love the player. And, you know, we're seeing tonight, this is this is a hilarious time to be talking about this. So that night, Devin and I were having a debate. And because I'm a psychopath, I, I had to do some research. I was saying to him the other aspect of the draft that I didn't love. And I've been burned by this before. I passed on Jamar Chase because I had T. Higgins. I've done this kind of thing before where you say, no, I'm already invested in a part of this offense. I don't want to invest in both halves, right? I I had Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I gave up Debo Samuel his career best year because I didn't want both. So I've been burned by this. So I'm probably the worst person to make this argument. But I just said, okay, you're spending your high draft capital on – the second receiver who, well, you know, to start the year is going to be the third receiver, but you know, best case scenario, if DK is your stud, now you have the second receiver on the same team on Seattle who loves to run the ball. And, you know, is Geno Smith at quarterback? Yes, he's dealing tonight, but we've watched it all year. Geno's extremely inconsistent. He's had horrible games and horrible outputs. Um, and then not only do they love to run the ball, you're technically taking a backup running back in Charbonnet. I mean, he's not he's he's not the the number one guy when Kenneth Walker's healthy. And maybe he shows him enough while Kenneth Walker's out this year, but I just think at best he's in a committee when when Walker's healthy. So we were having a debate, is it worth it to do that? Can you can you draft multiple players from the same team like that and have it pay off? So I did a little experiment. I went through each year and I said Let's see how many teams per year have a um, top, what's the rules here with running backs? Okay, I think it was top 30 running back. Is that right? No, top 25 running back. Top 24, I'm sorry. A top 24 running back. So a running back in the top 24. And then... And it didn't have to just be one. It could, it could be multiple running backs, right? So I, I basically looked at all the teams that had running back in the top four, top 24 players, and tight end slash receiver in the top 30 of that combined position, right? So basically top 30 pass catchers, top 24 running backs. I saw how many teams have three of those per year. So here's the results. In 2018, seven teams. In 2019, four teams in 2020 eight teams 2021 seven teams 2022 eight teams eight that's about the max never seen higher than eight it's been seven it's been as low as four what's that equal to it's about one-fourth of the league so one-fourth of the nfl is providing teams 
that that are one the top basically the top twenty five percent of the NFL's offenses are are situations where you could draft all those guys, play them every week, and it probably pays off. Um, and so you know you, you're banking is Seattle going to be a top twenty five you know a, a top quarter of the league offense? They're not this year. You know they might be in the future. Who knows what their what their future holds? But that was just the aspect of it that I didn't love. And, and let me just read to you some of the teams that would have qualified last year in 2022. I'm going to start from the bottom. So a team that qualified last year for this, for this, you know, a supposed eight teams qualified. So a supposed top 25 percentile team in terms of offense was Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans was the wide receiver, seven, the pass catcher, 17. Leonard Fournette was the running back, 20. Chris Godwin was the pass catcher, 30. I had Chris Godwin. Billy had Mike Evans. He'll tell you, it, yeah, it would have been nice to have him in the, to be playing in the championship the week he went off. The rest of the season didn't feel that good. And, you know, Nick Young had Leonard Fournette, and he'll tell you everything you need to know. That's not a, a team where you're like, oh, I was starting those guys every week and feeling really good. The next lowest... Uh, was the Saints. Kamara at 18, Taysom Hill, the 20th pass catcher, Olave, the 27th pass catcher. Again, you're starting all three of those guys every week. I don't think you're actually happy with the results. Let me go up one more. Green Bay. Aaron Jones was the running back 11. A.J. Dillon was the running back 25. Maybe I went to 30 running backs. I can't remember. Um, And Christian Watson was the wide receiver 29, or the pass catcher 29. I mean, you get my point. Like we just discussed Green Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Does anybody remember those three being really high powered offenses last year? I kind of remember their offenses having a ton of issues. Um, and then the next team to talk about, ironically, Seattle. Tyler Lockett, pass catcher 14. Kenneth Walker, running back 15. DK Metcalf, pass catcher 22. And that one, I think you can make an argument, yeah, it, it was basically how it's been most of their careers. It was the back and forth. It's a locket week. It's a decaf week. It ha- Decaf. DK. It happened to be that Lockett just had more touchdown luck, was a little better, um, but not by much. And Kenneth Walker really came on late, but you couldn't rely on him early in the year. So then I, I, I trimmed it down a bit, and I said, okay, just give me top 20 in both categories. What team... Top 20 running backs, top 20 pass catchers. What team had three of those those, these past couple years? 2018, there were three. 2019, there were zero. 2020, there were two. 2021, there were two. And 2022, there were three. So it's it's really, I think, and and you look at those teams, I'm not going to go through all of them, but if I if I read you those teams from every year, you would say, yeah, actually, that's the configuration that if you had all three of those guys, you could start them every week. doesn't matter if one took away from the other. It definitely paid off. So it, I do think it's always good to get assets. It's always good to get the best player. I do think it's a consideration. Um, so I know that was a, an insane long rant, but we had a spirited debate. I had to get some facts, and now I had to get it out there. So that is why Devin is my number five ranked draft, if you can believe that's why we were discussing that. Okay, up to me. I uh, I, I ranked myself six, and if I had to do it again, I would rank myself a fuck ton lower, to be quite honest. Um, you know, and that sinking feeling the first couple weeks has, has just proven out. So, yeah, that's how you know I didn't do this today because I would have ranked myself lower. So, you know, I took Tank Bigsby, Dalton Kincaid, Jonathan Mingo, who I traded up for, Michael Wilson, Jaden Reed, Ty Chandler. 
In this, I gained two first, I gained a second, and I lost Lamar. This is not a horrible draft for someone that's rebuilding. I mean, it's it's not a good draft at all. There's 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 Bigsby is terrible. Um, Kincaid is good and has some promise, but it's going to take time. I mean, this is this is a tight end we're talking about. It's going to take time. He was behind Knox. He shined a little without him, but Knox is coming back. It's it's always going to take time with a tight end, um, especially with the problems Buffalo has been having. And then everyone else, like I do think, okay, Mingo hasn't popped at all. He's been horrible. Um, I can't believe Lockett dropped that ball. Jesus. Um, but Michael Wilson, Jaden Reed, right? They they definitely have popped. Um, but it's just not impact players for a team that's going for it. And and given the opportunities in the capital and just trading Lamar in general and potentially trading Lamar on a bit of a low note, I think I could have got more if I had just waited a couple weeks and seen how it played out. Um, but I love to draft. I love to make the draft picks. So it, it just wasn't great. And and going back to the Lamar trade, this is this is you know, like I said, this is the final terms of it. It was Lamar, Michael Mayer, and a twenty five third for Tank Bigsby, Jaden Reed, two twenty four firsts, a twenty four second, Dave's twenty twenty four third, and a twenty five second round pick swap. Like that's that's actually not a horrible haul. It's not, but it's just not what it could be. And that's me doing all the netting of, you know, I, I gave up Kendra Miller for an, an extra pick in the, in the first year. Right. So it's, when you look at the possible outcomes, it goes, what Billy did taking advantage of that situation of, Oh wow, pick nine and 10 are up for grabs. I'm trading a future first. I'm going for it. That was probably a mistake on my part. Just thinking number one, not, not even thinking like, you know, Billy's going to be like pick 10, but also at the time thinking, Oh, next year's draft is so much better. It's so much better, which Everyone always falls trapped to. And now I'm looking at him like, eh, is a top 10 pick in this draft really that good? I think a top five pick is really good. I don't know about six through 10. So I don't love my draft looking back at it. And I know there's a lot of trades to get there. We will get to that. Rest assured, we will get to that. Uh, my seventh ranked draft was Drew. Drew, out of this draft with all the moves, he ends up getting Rondale Moore, Marvin Jones, Colt McCoy, Jacoby Brissett, Russell Gage. If I had to redo this, I'd probably rank it even lower. I mean, you didn't get a single thing out of any of those guys this year. He gave up Addison in a deal that got him Eckler. Um, he gave up Will Levis in a deal that got him Michael Thomas. And he gave up Chase Brown and Elijah Moore in a deal that got him Michael Carter. And so why, you know, I'm trying to give the full picture for everybody, but why I'm not giving Drew the benefit of the doubt, even though he won a title, the moves that he made giving up the 2024 picks in particular, I don't think really won him the title. Eckler helped. So, and I think that is really why I put him up here. But it wasn't, Eckler didn't really carry him all the way to the title. He just had a good year overall. He got enough out of Geno. He got enough out of Derek Carr. And so it all worked out. Um, but I don't think that one deal was really what put him over the edge. I mean, it did, it definitely helped. Eckler, if you go back, did not have massive playoff games, but it got him into the picture. So that's why I put him six, even though outside of that, it's really not a good draft at all. So he's ranked seven. At eight, I have Nikki Balom. Nikki took Jalen Hyatt, Luke Musgrave. Um, he gave up Charbonnet and Hollywood for Deshaun, and he got Diggs and Cook for Laporta, Najee Waddle, and the 24 second. Um, I, I, 
this was a weird one because if you're talking about getting Diggs and Cook for that deal, I think that trade is good. But really, the 24 second, it's not like that's what got him those players. What got him those players was Najee and Waddle, right? I mean, the 24 second is just on top. So I'm not giving, I'm not really counting that as, oh, look at your haul. You know, you 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 only lost a. There's actually, there's no pick involved from. There's really outside of Laporta, that's the only thing involved, right? Um, from this draft. And so I can't really count it towards his haul. And so if I don't really count that and I look at the rest of it, yeah, Jalen Hyde and Luke Musgrave, that's just not exciting. They're they're not they're, so far they're not great players. At my ninth ranked draft, it is Matt Horvodich. And maybe this is harsh because Matt is competing for a one seed. But that's exactly why I did this. It's not just it's also to prove a point. He takes Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, Sam Howe, Stetson Bennett, in Izzy Abanacanda. And at the time, do we have tons of flex options that he could have taken that have really produced? I mean, you have Addison, right, that, that would have been in that range. You had A-Chain, obviously. Um, you have Flowers, right? Like, there were tons of options. And, you know, also the fact, obviously, and this is massive hindsight, could have taken C.J. Stroud over Anthony Richardson. But the real thing was just the quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. It's like, in my opinion, you're taking such a massive risk because I think you already had to sell Anthony Richardson at a loss. I, I don't think, I think if you were trying to sell uh, 103 at the time, selling Anthony Richardson before the season started, I think he could have, you know, maybe worked out something better. Uh, you know, Bryce Young is almost worthless. It's a Sam Howe. Sure, he puts up numbers some weeks because the team stinks, but no one's got confidence that this guy's the long-term answer, right? And so I just think if you don't like those picks, target, and you don't really need a quarterback, which you didn't need, target a team that does and get get a trade, get some flex help. And I do think it made him a little weak um, heading into this playoff picture. And I, I still think that. So I probably wouldn't rank him ninth overall anymore after this whole thing, but... I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not backtracking on not liking this draft. Okay. And so that leaves only one poor soul left. And that is my lowest ranked draft. It's Nick Young. Um, like I said, the key thing, well, let's talk about who he, he got. He got Rasheed Rice. He got Cedric Tillman, Puka Nakua, Demario Douglas, Eric Gray, and Xavier Hutchinson. In hindsight, that's got it. I mean, Rasheed Rice and Puka Nakua, that's how you know I did this a while ago. Because that that's going to bump him up enough, right? We don't we have yet to see Puka's fallen off. Rasheed's been inconsistent, but seems like he could be on the rise. Um, but you know, I I look at that and I said, wow, he got he got good players in the third round that are starting. Um, took good swings um, and and just followed some some basic opportunity. Hey, who has opportunity? Who's on a team with bad receivers? Rasheed Rice. Who's on a team with bad receivers and injured Cooper Cup? Puka Nakua. Right, so actually, really smart picks. So I, like I said, if I did this later, I'd probably be a little nicer to it. But at the time, what really just tanked this for me was given his team and looking at his depth and the average age of his roster, you know, and seeing, you know, giving up the two first round picks or the two picks in this draft, which were Anthony Richardson and Sam Howe, and his twenty four first and McLaurin for Herbert. It just kills me. Obviously, if he could go back in time, he would just take Stroud with his own pick, right? At 13, he might take Zay Flowers and keep his 24 first, you know? 
And who knows what position he's in? Who knows if he's fighting for a playoff spot or heading towards a high pick? But either way, obviously, I think he's in a better spot. And, you know, keeping McLaurin and then whatever he's getting out of his 24 first. Obviously, with hindsight, everyone would try to get Stroud. I know, I know, I know, I know. But my point is, is that it was a lot to give up for one piece, for one quarterback. And, you know, the 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 concern at the time was it's going Herbert's going to have to really have a huge year for this to save your season if you're going to give up that much capital. And he just hasn't. And maybe that's for the best. Maybe this means that they're going to um, get rid of uh, of um, wh- whatever his name is, Brandon Staley, and bring in Ben Johnson from the Lions, and then Herbert's going to blow up like everybody's been waiting for. But the Chargers have been disappointing. Herbert's been disappointing, so it hasn't worked out. Now, I will give him a lot of credit for his late-round picks. If I could go back and re-rank this, I would, but I can't. I sadly cannot. So, I am not done with you. Do not go anywhere. I am not done with you. This is the first of three podcasts you're getting. The next one might be small enough to put into two. But I want to give, I want to separate this. I don't ever like, you know, regular season stuff creeping into the draft conversation. This needs to be preserved in amber. It needs to be a memorial to that draft night. And that's exactly what it is. But right after this, I got two more podcasts coming up for you, potentially just in one. The first one, trade review. We're going to go over every trade. There's not that many. It's not, don't, don't, don't make it sound like a chore. We're going to go over every trade that we have this season. And there are some funny insights because we've had guys literally swap the same player back and forth so I can give you the net, the net difference and all that stuff. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to do that, do some trade review, go over the year to come. And then finally, I got the big enchilada. This is what you need to know. What you've got on the line this weekend and next weekend. Are you in contention for the playoffs? Are you in contention for the one seed? Are you a lock to make the playoffs? Not quite sure. I'll tell you this much. That ESPN app, they've started. Oh, my God, that was a nice grab by Ferguson. I swear, This guy's got some wiggle to him. Um, so, look, you may, you may think you know. You may think that ESPN tells you in the standings. I've, I've gone through and vetted it. ESPN is wrong. It's got some people as not eliminated. I've done the math. They're eliminated. It's got some people um, that it says they haven't clinched. They've clinched. Trust me, they've clinched. So you might not know where you stand. We will cover both of those the next time I talk to you, which will be right now or whenever you want to listen to it. Bye-bye.